0: Can
1: we do it again?
0: Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN <laughs> 106.3. What time did uh, Mike Tannenbaum say he can uh, jump on it again? We only need like two minutes from because I just want to get this uh, hypothetical off. One fifteen. Or theory, not hypothetical theory. One fifteen. Great. Uh, thank you to Evan Cohen, who you hear here every day 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. And for the last, like, week, you've heard him as well, 10 to noon. And then you just heard him again here on the Vicotheo and stone. Why is he getting so much damn airtime?
2: I mean, he's been on Greeny for like two weeks in a row. Jesus God, man. Also, I didn't know people were still getting COVID around here. Well, yeah, they just don't. Who
0: are you, Kim Mulkey? <laughs> I just... <laughs> Just stop, stop getting tested, oh uh, boy! Yeah, don't do that. That's not good sound advice for from the Stone community. Yeah, don't do that, Doctor Stone. Don't do that. Uh, let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Do do that if you're looking to get in the sports industry. fau.edu/slash/mba/sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Twenty-three years being the leader in the state of Florida. One of the leaders globally and nationally in postgraduate sport management degrees, the fau MBA sport management program. I say it all the time. I'll repeat it because it's worth repeating. This is your red carpet of the sports industry, and it's not just for those of you who are getting your undergrad looking to do something post-college. It's for those of you that have been working a job, been in a career, and you say, I need to change. This is stale. It's now or never. I've always wanted to be in the sports industry. Anyone of any age, it's right there for you. A chance to get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. You can take courses on campus in Boca or online. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program. Uh, should we go through some uh, some some uh, listener and fan uh, offerings here for sports person of the year. I think we shall. All right, let's go ahead and get our celebratory trumpet uh, award music, please. Deion Sanders was named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. I would say Stone that that hasn't been well received. I am pretty sure the majority they've reacted negatively to that. I think I, so. I haven't seen many. Ah, yes, absolutely. I think so. Four and eight, one and eight in the Pac-12. Below in 28-point leads at home to Stanford. Uh, not competitive the final month of the season. I, I'll tell you what. I'm still not as bullish
2: on criteria being winning and, and losing. I just I don't think okay, that that's it should, fine. should hold as high of a percentage as what you do off the field slash court.
0: That's fine, except that almost every single sports person of right. the year in Sports Illustrated history, this goes back decades, recognized because they've been a winner. Like Deion Sanders... Is pretty much the first person to ever be awarded this, simply because he cuts a good promo, right? Uh, he, he's he's cool, Affleck. Yeah, like he's he's a he's a a a TV sensation. He's a social media sensation. That right there, that's his only merits for winning Sports Person of the Year. So for me, Mike McDaniel, winner, and he's revolutionizing the sports coaching. Uh, approach, which is not militaristic. It's hey, I'm going to get the best out of you by being overwhelmingly positive. I'm quirky and weird. I am never, ever, ever not myself. And this is how I'm going to be, take it or leave it. And he's had winning results with that, not to mention innovating, a sport that's tough to innovate these days in professional football. Mike McDaniel is my sports person of the year, and you go with the ultimate winner. From last sports person of the year time last year to now, and that's Lionel Messi, and I think that's a great one as well. Uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, you did good. Thanks. Uh, Travis says greetings from the Thunderdome. He does. Uh, he helps with the building of uh, the the SoFi, whatever it's called, SoFi Arena. We should bring Palm them on. Beach we Gardens. need updates. Uh, the uh, TGL Golf. Uh, it's not going to happen until next year now because that whole thing collapsed a couple of weeks ago. But uh, Travis was the one to break the news, and we appreciate him for that. Uh, my sportsman of the year, KJ Osborne in the Minnesota Vikings. He saved a man's life by pulling him from a burning vehicle. That qualifies, I think. I think that qualifies. Maybe even an ESPY. I mean, he can qualify, but he's going to get the least amount of votes. I mean, it was a good thing that he did. I think he is just as qualified as Dion. Right. By more so than Dion. And I suppose you could say he did a little bit more winning than Dion as well. Mm. I don't think he wins it, but thank you for the nomination. Mike, I'm good with Mike McDaniel, Messi, or Kelsey slash Mahomes all have a case. Uh, Mahomes, yeah. I mean, this guy's a Super Bowl champion. He's won it before. I think now he's under the radar because Travis has completely taken over the headlines of yeah. that. But yeah, Pat Mahomes, yeah, strictly from being a champion, multiple-time Super Bowl champion. I think he's in this discussion more so than Dion.
2: Yeah, I just don't think Patrick Mahomes, as far as the charitable stuff off the field, I don't know if it's as mainstream as he probably wants it to be. But I know for, he has
0: some ownership in Sporting but KC. He's more qualified than Dion simply because he's won and is a winner. That makes him more qualified than Dion. Dion,
2: see, uh, see, This Dion, is, this is, 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 this, is a, this is a perfect example of why this is tough because I think Dion qualifies ten times more to win the Sports Person of the Year than for Patrick Mahomes. What?
0: Does. Because he's prominent on social media and his son tapes him and puts it up on twitter it's more prominent than just being a successful nfl quarterback so you're you need someone who is not only winning but you need someone who is in the the social sphere as well the cultural cacophony totally i don't know why i tried to alliterate everything there uh jmp our own jmp who does great Miami Hurricanes film breakdowns I, right now. I've been digging it. At JMP 1063 on X. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh he says Travis Kelsey, started the year as a Super Bowl winner, ended it as the most visible person in football in years. There you go. So that checks a lot of your boxes, it sounds like, based on what you're presenting.
2: Absolutely.
0: Uh and Austin says Pat McAfee. I mean, he hasn't he's not in, he's not playing sports, though. Maybe sports media personality of so, the year. That he'd be up for. In my opinion, he
2: deserves to win sports person of the year as much as Mike McDaniel does. What? From a breaking barriers perspective, from changing it up a little bit, from doing things outside the norm, I, I think that already But he has done anything
0: on the field. Sports person of the year, you have to be on oh, the field. So,
2: eight wins for the Miami Dolphins is like just phenomenal. Oh, woohoo. It's eight he's, he's eight and three. Like, I mean, is that
0: bringing them to a playoff appearance all while your quarterback is hurt half the year, but making that quarterback a household name and helping him do MVP like numbers? Come on, man.
2: Pat McAfee would get more votes than Mike McDaniel.
0: Okay, just because he would get more votes than Mike McDaniel, we already saw that people dopes are voting for the sports person of the year. Like so I don't doubt that. Doesn't mean it's right. You can continue to weigh in on who should be sports person of the year if it's not Dion. 888 760 3776. 760 3776. While we're getting Mike T on the phone, so I can give him my uh, my brief theory on the New York Jets. Uh, let me tell you about Dr. Neil Goldhaber. com, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He is the man. Poor, unfortunate Giants fan, but that guy is great. When it comes to ears and noses and throats and snoring issues, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, your neighborhood ENT, the ENT extraordinaire, based on a boy, and he has been doing it for decades. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com, get in for your consultation, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, the man who owes us an in studio appearance. Dr. Goldhaber, come on, come on down. You got to pay your penance for being a Giants fan. That's right, you scared? Dr. Neil Goldhaber, GoldhaberSinus. sinus. Dot.com. Uh, just want a couple of minutes here with uh, former New York Jets general manager, former uh, Dolphins boss, and now outstanding ESPN analyst. It is Mike Tannenbaum with us here on LeVica Theo and Stone. Mike, I promise we won't take uh, much of your time. I have a theory that I want to propose to you. First, although, uh, uh, I don't think we're out of the, uh, the the realm of this. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, I trust you enjoyed it?
1: Yeah, Well, give you guys some advice. I wouldn't be antagonistic with sponsors, so if Dr. So-and-so doesn't want to come in, I wouldn't uh, bathe him to do that.
0: And this is this is uh, Mike Tannenbaum, who has made it to the national media level, and he's right. He's right. I should not trash talk our partners here on ESPN 106.3. Still, Dr. Goldhaber, you need to answer for your giants, okay? So uh, come down here. Um, <laughs> uh, what, uh, do, you, do you prepare Thanksgiving? Are you involved in the preparation process, or do you sit back and uh, you entertain the masses?
1: You know, we all know our strengths and weaknesses, and I was put on this earth to be a great delegator and order giver. Uh-huh. So um, I just I, I play that role exceptionally well. I
0: love that. I love that. So here's my theory: uh, you you used to be in uh, in that Jets GM office, and I have a theory right now because things with the Jets have completely fallen apart. We know that. Uh, you had Robert Sala, who I feel badly for the man. You're looking at the on the sidelines now on television. He looks like his soul has left his body. He is just a husk of a man, and so. Uh, When when, uh, Robert Sala, after the game against the Dolphins, calls out Alan Lazard, publicly says yeah we're trying to get out of his contract. Production's not there. When he's starting Tim Boyle for a second straight week that suggests to me that Robert Sal is trying to wash his hands of uh, the catering that uh, went into acquiring Aaron Rodgers because all his people have to come as well including the offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Robert Sal is trying to separate himself by doing these things from the GM Joe Douglas. This is a coordinator thing from Robert Sala what do you think of that theory
1: um I think part of that could be accurate you know I, I candidly really, I've been disappointed in some of the things he said you know like what happens is like look he's been a great coach in the league that's how you become a head coach right but like some of the excuses of like well we're young you know I don't think the Dolphins got enough credit because everything about that game was oh, here's who the Jets don't have. Well, you know, Miami goes up to New York. They're missing, you know, both of their guards. Mm-hmm. Their left tackle goes out. He's been in and out of the lineup. Arguably their best running back, Arcane, you know, he's out, even though most of had a good year. And to me, like, all you hear Salah say is like, well, we're young. Well, guess what? Like, everyone's got injuries, you know, this point in the season. So I- I've just been overall disappointed on how he's handled things. Like, it is what it is. Like, Everyone's banged up, and you're either playing good enough or you're not.
0: Uh, Aaron Rodgers, do you in your Mike Tannenbaum heart of hearts believe we're going to see him on the field at any point with that uh, practice window
1: open? Yeah, I'll tell you from a Jeff perspective, I really hope that they don't. I don't see the upside to it. And I would tell Aaron, like, look, you worked your tail off. You were here for the offseason program. You took a pay cut. We love you. Get ready for next year. I just don't see the upside, like, medically. I don't know, like, this is way more than it's ever been, you know, in terms of, you know, rehab time. And I would just be concerned that, you know, what happens if he has another injury? You know, just the speculation, did they rush him back? And, you know, with that offensive line, and he's 40 years old, hey, let's get ready for
0: 2024. Yeah, I just don't know what he has to prove unless he's trying to prove something to himself, and then I can't argue with that. But I, I don't see how it helps the organization if he comes back and that team is like 4-9. and nine. I don't know why he would come back onto the field. Mike, really appreciate it. Thanks for kind of giving me like a half endorsement on uh, that theory. Evan Cohen just completely blew it up and uh, then tried to pile on me when I presented it to him. So thank you for uh, for for amusing me with that.
1: Yeah, hope your sponsors
0: can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That is, that is Mike Tannenbaum with us here on uh, LaVica, Theo, and Stone. So I would say maybe not a half endorsement, but a quarter endorsement of that theory that I have.
2: A quarter's definitely accurate there. He uh, wasn't ready to make the leap, but he said, Yeah, you know what? He actually, might have just been humoring me. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I don't even think it's a quarter because he, <laughs> he said, You know what? That might be the case, and then went on to make another point. So yeah. he didn't even entertain it.
0: Um, do you want to hear a court story real quick? I need to hear hear a court story because we thought you were going to get locked up yesterday. All right. So I was in court yesterday. I though was not the defendant. I want to make that abundantly clear. I was not the defendant in court too close to the the kids playground. This was stop it. Stop it. This was not law and order. This was not Matlock. Do you even know what Matlock is, by the way? Uh,
2: can you give me a context clue?
0: Um, TV.
2: Mm. Oh, oh, uh. Where hmm, no. TV show I,
0: Andy Griffith never lost a case. Matlock, greatest lawyer of all time. My bad. I was gonna go Matt Lauer. I, okay. Oh no, Matt Lauer, whole different thing. <laughs> right, he apologize. needed a lawyer. <laughs> he he needed Matlock uh, when things <laughs> ended at the Today Show. No, uh, Matlock. I believe it was CBS. Uh, CB was it CBS? Yeah, that or ABC. Definitely wasn't NBC. Never lost a case. Andy Griffith, Matlock. Look it up. Uh, so it was traffic court. It was traffic court. Oh, it was in bummer. Broward yesterday. Yeah. So. So this was back in July, and I don't think I talked about this on the air, actually. Back no. in July, I was part of a uh, a three-automobile collision on uh, I-95 in uh, Broward County. I was coming into the office. You remember it, because we were getting ready for the show that day, and we had the text thread going, and then I was part of a, a three-car accident where I was the front car in what was a three-car-involved rear-ending experience, and it sucked. So uh, traffic was backed up by 95 per usual <laughs> Coming northbound into the Boca Raton area, and you know they have the uh, express lanes, uh, and so this was the left lane before you get into those express lanes, but they have those little plastic barriers, so whatever. So traffic, something happened up ahead, a good probably 700, 800 feet, whatever, maybe longer, and so everybody's breaking kind of hard, so I, I broke a little bit and uh, obviously harder than you typically, but it wasn't like I slammed on the brakes. I was fully paying attention, and so it was just a little bit more forceful than you'd like. So because of that, my natural reaction once I was stopped was to look in my rearview mirror to make sure that the person behind me was not coming at a frightening rate of speed, and he successfully navigated it just fine and stopped, and I saw him stop, and everything was good. It was a couple of seconds after that, all of a sudden I hear, And this guy behind me starts flailing it with his wheel. He cuts it to the right. And sure enough, cracks me in the back right. Crumples everything up. And there you go. Three-car accident on I-95. So... Everything took forever. The tow truck took forever. It's hot as hell because uh, it's July 19th, right? And, and I'm sitting on the side of 95 at like 1030 in the morning, right? So it sucks. Uh, so the tow truck finally comes. Everything's clear away. Whatever. My car wasn't drivable. It's been uh, it's been four months in the collision center. Uh, very, very irritating. And so it just sucked. Like it blew up my whole summer. And... The car behind me, the guy who was in the middle, the guy who got hit into me, I mean, for him to carry him into me the way he did, and for him to do the damage to my car he did, he got hit pretty damn hard. But at the time, he's like, hey, uh, he was fine. He was talking. We were talking, whatever. Um, So what happened, though, is the officer came, and he starts talking uh, to all of us at the scene, right? And so he talks to the first guy who, who hit the second guy, gets his statement. Um, what was really embarrassing too is I think this guy was traveling somewhere with his mom who was in a separate car and so he hit us and his mom saw it and then pulled over and like ran up the shoulder like honey are you okay are you okay like totally humiliating if I was of a certain age and my mom after I got in an accident was like oh oh, oh, baby like whatever man so uh get his statement okay and his mom of course is like talking about it too because uh, i'm pretty it, sure the car is like under her under her name all right. that stuff uh the second guy the guy who got hit into me he gives his statement okay and the cop tells us to separate they don't want you know they don't want everybody conspiring to tell a, the, the a story right and so he comes to me and the, so the officer goes uh, broward county sheriff did a great job kept everything organized uh he goes uh hey, so you're going to kind of be the deciding uh, factor in, in who I potentially ticket or, or what comes out of this because i got a couple of conflicting stories. Uh, the, the first guy says that uh, the second guy hit you already, and then he hit him. Uh, and I said, nope, that is absolutely not what happened. The guy behind me, I was looking in my rearview mirror. He was stopped completely. I saw it. Um, I've got good vision. And then this guy hit him. I heard the bang, and then I heard and felt the bang against my car. That was the first guy who caused this entire thing. And the officer said, thank you. Appreciate that. And so then you get the insurance companies involved, right? And I can't tell you, I probably told that same story about 47 times, to not only my insurance company, but the guy who caused the accident's insurance company because they don't want to pay out two different cars, right? And so the car, the second car got totaled, completely totaled. No surprise there. Um, What I didn't know, though, is that someone got injured. The guy who got hit. Into me was injured i didn't know this he was fine at the scene but you know how your adrenaline comes down all of a sudden oh my back my neck so he's been struggling apparently he's been struggling i didn't know this so uh about a month and a half ago um i have we have our mail set up at our home where my wife gets a picture of what's coming that day in the morning and she goes she goes uh baby you you're getting subpoenaed i'm like what the hell I've never gotten subpoenaed before. Uh-oh. My first thought was, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> like, what what ghastly thing from my past is coming back now? Am I about to get canceled? It's the playground stuff. Uh, uh, no, stop. There's no playground stuff. Um, so I get the subpoena, and sure enough, uh, the state of Florida versus this kid wow. who started the accident. And I'm, I'm a, a witness, and I'm being subpoenaed to go to Broward Traffic Court on November 29th at 1.30. Jesus, God, what do I do? Like, good. It's not a thing from my past bubbling up to the surface. Great. But now, like now I got to go to court, 1.30. That's during the show. Come on, man. But I'm like, fine. I'll just, you know, get it out of the way. Because at some point I'm going to have to do it, right? right? Um, so yesterday was, was that day. So I show up to court and I actually, <laughs> it's traffic court. It's one thing I didn't take into account. I put on nice jeans. I put on a sport coat. I put on a dress shirt and showed up like, I'm like testifying in a murder trial, right? It's traffic court. There's guys in there with with tank tops on and their tats are out and wearing hats and like mud on their jeans. I'm like, yeah, I didn't need to do that. This was traffic court. That's I should brutal. have known it, where it's a little bit lower level court than we're talking, That's uh, say brutal. civil civil court or a criminal proceeding, right? So one strike against me there. So I get there at like 115, all right? And I'm already upset because I'm missing the show. I'm listening to you guys. I have a major case of FOMO. I'm missing out. Just dogging Florida State. I know, and I want to weigh in, but I got court. I got to be mentally prepared for court, right? So I walk in, and there's all these personal injury attorneys all over the place, right? And uh, that's that's like where they congregate, right? That's where that's where they're making the money is in traffic court, personal injury attorneys. It's sort of their their sanctuary. So we go in, and We give our subpoenas to one of the clerks. And of course, the injury, I didn't know this guy was injured until I sat there for an hour and a half. They had some clerk that's going through all the other traffic tickets and people that are pleading not guilty to like speeding tickets, things along those lines. The injury stuff comes later. So that's when I found out that I was involved in an injury accident. So what happens after that is that this clerk, he can't hear the cases that involve injuries. He could do it with the tickets and all of that, and the moving violations, but they need to find a judge. They have a problem finding an actual judge to sit down now in this courtroom. So 1.30, gets to 2.15, gets to 2.30, and we're just sitting there. There's like five of us sitting there in this traffic court after they had about 11 cases go up, right? Not guilty, not guilty. Uh, plead guilty, ah, guilty. So finally, they find this judge doing paperwork in the other courtroom. I'm like, you couldn't have just walked over there like 30 minutes ago and found this judge to do this? So he sits down, and he calls us up and me, and it's the guy who's injured who are there to testify against this guy who hit us initially. Come on up here, sport coat. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it was. Nobody else is dressed up. Everybody, There's people in shorts, shorts and work boots, and there, there I am in a sport coat acting like I was uh, going to be testifying in the OJ trial, right? So I walk up there, and we give our version of events, which are pretty close because that guy got hit, and then he ran into me. The whole thing. I was there for two hours, two hours, 15 minutes. I was up in front of the judge for a good like 47 seconds. That's it. He's like, thank you for your testimony. The uh, attorney representing this guy who caused the accident. He's like, yeah, we'll plead no contest. Great. Uh, what was the, uh, this whole thing seemed pointless. Wow. He was going to take responsibility for it anyways. Yeah, no contest. And so I, I went up in front of the judge for 47 seconds, didn't get to do anything dramatic, wore a sport coat, sat there for two hours and 15 minutes for 47 seconds in front of the judge, blew my work day. You know what they do in Broward County when you blow your workday to go to traffic court? They send you a check for $6 for gas. Fill it up. Well, so hold on. That was my day yesterday, dude. That's why I wasn't on the show because I was sitting there listening to all these people try to talk their way out of traffic tickets, including one guy, by the way who tried to argue to the judge. I I bleep you not. There was a guy who tried to argue to the judge that it's legal to make a U-turn on red. And did he he get hammered? He not only tried to make the case once with the officer who gave him the ticket standing right there, he tried to make the case not once but four times. I didn't do anything wrong. It's legal to make a U-turn on red. (laughs) Four times he said it to the judge. You know what happened? Or the guy acting as the judge, the clerk, you know what happened? After he said it the fourth time, the clerk goes, not only do you have to pay the fine for the ticket. You know, you're to go driving school. I'm giving you eight hours of driving school wow. as well. Four times. That's, yeah, that's at humbling. first I was like, man, I feel bad for this guy. But then I'm like, wait, four times he tried to tell this person that it's illegal to make a, uh, a U-turn on red. So he probably deserves the eight hours of traffic school. But I was stifling laughter. That was my one positive moment of seeing this guy flail, trying to make a case to someone, uh, the the law in Broward County, that you're allowed to make a U-turn on red. All right, well... Folks, by the way, you're not allowed to make a U-turn on red. But I wasted my day yesterday. Wasted my day doing that. 47 seconds in front of the judge. Didn't even get my Matlock moment. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present to you photos of my automobile. Nothing. Nothing. And then I treated myself to a smoothie after. There you go with the six bucks for gas. So, so listen. Yeah, thanks, Broward. The, the
2: only question that I do have, because the story does suck, right? Anything in relation to court sucks. Um, I know it's disclosed. can't really talk $6. about it. But did homeboy get his
0: <clears throat> bag? Uh, it's not that type of court. What? He's got to no that because if he got injured, that's a whole different entity. So, not only is he not awarded any money what? in traffic court because you've got to go to a civil court in that spot. Uh, he just wanted to make sure that this guy got fined uh, for the accident, which he did because he pled no contest, but that's it. That's it. Like, it's not like this guy was able to get any sort of settlement. That's civil court. This was traffic court. So I showed up as a witness, got subpoenaed to show up for something that was already going to be set in stone. Yeah, this dude is... Responsible for the accident. He hit the other guy. He's gonna to have to pay his fine. And that's it. A waste. And oh. missed yesterday's show. And then had you and Theo piling on me with Florida State points. Oh yeah. By the way, when we come back, I want to hear from Kirk Herb Street. Gonna to have to have words with him. Uh let me see here. Let me uh yeah, we're good. All right, cool. Florida State is gonna get screwed. I have a feeling it's going to happen and it sucks and it invalidates college football. He's Stone the Bannerwitz. I'm Ken LaVica, LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Before we listen to uh, Kirk Street, should we uh, should we get our award trumpets and uh, continue to give listener recommendations for our LaVica, Theo, and Stone Sportsperson of the Year? Perfect. It's so regal, by the way. I like it. That was a good find on your part. Appreciate that. Yep. Uh Ross says forget Dion, who is the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year after four and eight and one and eight in the Pac twelve. I picked Mike McDaniel, Dolphins coach, sports person of the year. Stone said Lionel Messi. Ross agrees with Stone. Messi is the sports person of the year. Jake says Novak Djokovic. Three grand slams out of four in two thousand and twenty three. Uh, Let's see. David, Dusty May. Dusty May, sports person of the year. How about that? What if FAU's Dusty May was the worldwide sports person of the year? I would endorse that.
2: It'd be crazy. He's just, it's tough because you talked about from nothing to something. And Lionel Messi takes that cake, right? Inter-Miami stunk.
0: Uh, Paxton says Tua. Tua, sports person of the year. No. I don't think it's to be just dismissed like that, but I don't think it's him. Now. Let me ask you, if we're talking South Florida Sports Person of the Year, we did this with Evan, who wins that award? Because we've had the greatest year out of any region in the United States, maybe in the world, all of our teams concentrated here for the most part, competing for championships, whether it is FAU basketball, Miami basketball, whether it's the Heat, whether it's the Panthers, uh, whether it's the Marlins who made the playoffs. Who is the South Florida Sports Person of the Year? And I think it's unequivocally Dusty May, who performed... The the biggest shocker of a job feel-good story that that we maybe have ever seen down here. I think Dusty May is the sports person of the year down here. His, his story is more improbable. Listen, I know you guys tip off at six, but what do you say we ring him up and give him the award? Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Welcome will thing...
2: coach, and we'll give him this music, and we'll hand him the award.
0: Huh? My gut tells me he has significantly better things to do. Number 13 FAU against undefeated Liberty tonight, 6 o'clock at the alley in Boca. My gut tells me he has more things to do, better things to do than uh, us call him to give him a fake award. I can tell him in passing tonight. Now you're just discounting us? Yeah. This is a fake award? That's exactly what I'm doing. This whole time I've been thinking Uh that we were handing out awards (laughs) to people. Just Don't get fooled by the music. (laughs) We have no budget and we're not doing anything of significance. Uh, Can I hear Kirk Herbstreet? Where is this from, by the way? This was from Pardon My Take. Part of my take, Barstool, you can tell it's from part of my take is Kirk gets loose with the language. Kirk Herbstreit, and he's trying to explain why uh, Florida State's probably on the outside looking in, even if they beat Louisville, right? That's, yep. that's the premise here. Here is Kirk Herbstreit on the college football playoff and touching on Florida State's chances.
2: It's not necessarily Florida State. It's more so, hey... The criteria, Hancock, best four teams. That's the. Angle All right, he best takes.
0: four teams. Here's what the college football committee, the playoff committee, is looking for. And in relation, you can fill in the blanks here with Florida State. So, as a guy who calls these games, I don't want to do the right thing. If you talk to Bill
1: Hancock, and we had lots of meetings, which means about don't this, put Florida they're State. They're not in. supposed to do the right thing. Uh huh. They're supposed to. Their job is put the best four teams in the playoff. Now, again, it's subjective. Who you think and I think are the best four are different, and that's fine. But that's what that group is supposed to do, not what do we think about ratings. It's, that's put the best four
0: teams in the game. Tell him, Kirk. I mean, well, why was that necessary? Um,
2: For guys like you, like he was legitimately talking about you, and I don't mean that in a funny way, but like, come on. Like what you guys are talking about is BS, put the bleeping best four teams in. You
0: know what's so unbecoming to me about this whole conversation about Florida State? And this is largely about Florida State, people saying things like that. It's the best four teams, not the most deserving four teams. The best four teams, not the most deserving four teams. And the reason why Florida State, a lot of people are opposed to them making the playoff, even if they beat Louisville on Saturday, it's because Jordan Travis isn't there. Jordan Travis is in there, so there's no way that Florida State can be one of the best four teams. Well, the best four teams, and who's most deserving? At some point, you need to find a middle ground of common sense. I mean, look at this. Why, why are we picking and choosing which injuries are more serious than others? Uh, that Georgia defense is one of the best in the country. Jamon Dumas Johnson, linebacker. He's been out for weeks with a fractured forearm. He's probably not going to play. He might be out for the rest of the season. Oh, but I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him. You would think that a linebacker plays that position on that team. That's pretty important. Should we just should we just discount Georgia, Georgia because of that? You're not serious right now. What about Jalen Milrow? He got benched in week three for Alabama. Got benched. Got wholly benched. I didn't see Jordan Travis get benched. I didn't see any sort of discord with the Florida State offense. Jalen Miller, he got benched. There was discord. Uh, we should probably count that in when we're discussing the four best teams. Well, at one point this year, the offense was not going well, and the starter got benched. Uh, can you really say that a team is the best after they had to bench a quarterback for performance earlier in the year? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm doing there? I'm moving the goalpost, just like we're moving the goalpost with Florida State. I cannot believe you, Stone, who played competitive football, Division I football, quarterback, Southern Illinois. I cannot believe that you're sitting here defending Florida State, hypothetically undefeated, not going to the playoff simply because Jordan Travis has hurt. A man who went through the grind week after week after week with teammates, with coaching staffs in that locker room. You know how difficult it is to navigate through an entire college football season the ups and downs the peaks and the valleys Florida State has met every challenge they have passed every challenge and they don't have their starting quarterback so because of that their entire journey should be invalidated because of a whim from a committee going into a final four if that's the case We might as well never play a regular season. Let's have a one-off season, and then we'll just pick and choose who we think are the four best teams after one game. We'll put them in the playoff. We'll move on. There's no reason for 12 games during the course of a regular season. That's what we're saying by not putting Florida State in. I cannot believe you, of all people, endorse that.
2: Listen, that journey that you speak of is predicated solely on Jordan Travis.
0: Oh, come on.
2: That journey that you speak of, so let me ask you this: In the NBA, on Jordan Travis. In the
0: NBA, did, did we say this same thing when when Ohio State went through three quarterbacks in 2013? I can't remember. Did Kirk Herbstreit come out and say, uh, "Oh no, he didn't. he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say anything about that." It, because it was Ohio State and it was Urban, and we love Urban. Oh, Urban. Oh, Urban came so, to Ohio so State here's, our savior.
2: Here's the difference between Cardell Jones. Is his edition of that Ohio State Buckeyes team and Tate Rodermaker's edition of Florida State's? team. here's the difference I'll go back for you and find the line in that playoff and that semifinal. What Ohio State? Oh,
0: God. So we're going to up by? off the of Vegas lines. We're going to go with the Vegas lines. The last thing you should be doing is awing right now because it's oh
2: so important. Oh Let's play God. the hypothetical. So Florida State sneaks in at four, right? You get your wish. You're going to play one, the University of Georgia, if they do beat Alabama, or number one, Michigan team, if Georgia decides to lose and Alabama decides to beat them. What you're getting, as much as you want to, oh, if Georgia plays Florida State with Tate Rodemaker behind center, that spread is nothing short of 15 and a half. Nothing short of 15 and a half. If Tate Rottermaker and those Florida State Seminoles take on the Michigan Wolverines, nothing short of two touchdown underdogs. Michigan would be two touchdown favorites over Florida State. So that's what you're asking for. That's what you're battling against in the committee, is them sitting down and saying, hey, let's put Florida State in. They're going to be plus 15 against the University of Georgia. Georgia's going to be minus 2,500 on the money line in one of our most important, most watched games of the entire season. You guys want to do that? Nobody in that room is saying yes. I don't know how you can say yes. I say uh to you. I'm And going the to fact f- that you
0: have to take a flyer on a Florida State team that will get blown the hell out. I'm, I'm going to say this the simplest, most effective way I can when it comes to sports and who deserves to compete for a championship. Bleep Vegas. I don't give a single solitary damn about Las Vegas and betting lines when it comes to going undefeated in a regular season in a Power 5 conference. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care what Vegas says. I don't care about that city. I don't care about their resorts. I don't care about their sports books. I don't care about their restaurants. I don't care about their stupid sphere. What I care about is going undefeated in a regular season. You deserve a chance to play for a national championship. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. This
2: really has Bleep nothing... To- Vegas. This has nothing to do with Vegas. This is where you're Bleep missing the point. Betting. Bleep gambling. This has nothing to do with Vegas gambling. You're basing or- v- your whole
0: stupid premise but off of the line. This has
2: nothing to do with that, though. What it really has to do with is that line says that they cannot contend for a national championship. It has nothing to do with betting. That line is all analytics and what's going to happen in a ballgame or what they think is going to happen in a ballgame. And most of the time... That percentage, that bid, is all them. It has nothing to do with Vegas gambling and betting. It is that they
0: can't contend. They can't contend. Let's turn college football into a video game, and let's just simulate the season. Whatever Vegas, mighty Vegas says, uh, behind the curtain like Oz, whatever they say, let's just give them a win based on a Vegas line. Let's not play out anything on the field. Let's not do any of that because TCU was an 8.5-point underdog against Michigan last year. What happened? TCU won, and they put themselves in the national championship game. No, fine. Let's simulate the season. College football, we're just going to go by Vegas line. We shouldn't play it anymore. Kill the sport. That's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. It is such a bizarro world when I'm going to bat for Florida State so much. I'm also going to go to bat, this isn't bizarro world, for EDS. EDS is yes, EDSAirConditioning.com. Yeah, it's been cool the last couple of days, but Stone, that's how they get you down here in South Florida. Because guess what, over the weekend, going to be hot again. Gonna be hot next week. That EC is gonna be running. No more open windows, kiddos. Back to throwing that AC unit on. You need to make sure it's in working order. EDS is yes, EDSairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. Family-owned and operated, taking care of your air quality in your home and your plumbing needs as well. EDS is yes, EDSairconditioning.com, EDSairconditioning.com, EDS is yes. Always remember that. Uh Stone and I are back tomorrow. We're probably going to fight about Florida State again. We'll have some fun, though. Mm. Join us, won't you? That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.